Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. Hello, Blenders. Welcome to another episode. As I mentioned in the last one, we are going to continue to address the experience of the step parent, and we're going to focus on that pesky, rampant narrative of being the other. And I've mentioned this before. I love the podcast. I'm feeling it super biased because I'm the one doing it. But I love it so much because it pertains to everybody. It doesn't matter where you are in the scope of the blended family experience. If you are a single parent, you can take so much of what is being addressed, especially in that last episode of doing your homework. And you can sure up some areas so that you, your child, your children are in position to engage in a healthy, loving relationship in the future. Or if you came out of a relationship, you can identify some of those things that may have caused just a lapse of communication, understanding, just a breaking down of that situation. And of course, if you're a step parent, you can just position yourself, prepare yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, so that you can do this thing the right way. It's just so good. It's fire. And I love hearing about your stories. I love the praise reports, the positive things that you're getting from this stuff, the tools that you're adopting and exercising in your life and in your relationships. So if you have wins, please Take a second to write a review or you can email me at renewyou.live at gmail.com and we can talk about some things. But I just love hearing about what's taking place in these families. So on that note, again, we are talking about being the other and the blended family is no stranger to this narrative as a step parent. It is so easy for us to feel as if we are the fourth wheel, the fifth wheel, sixth, seventh, eighth, depending on how many kids you have. It is a a narrative, a thought process that is oftentimes affirmed in our circumstance, in our experience. And it is a divisive one. It is one that corrodes our personal health and it can absolutely sabotage our relationships. The ones that we have with the kids, the ones that we have with our partner, their family, it just corrodes everything. It's capable of doing that. And this becomes especially challenging. The blended family can amplify this narrative if it's existed prior to entering into the situation. So if you've ever grown up in a home where you felt like the other child or you're in a workspace and you're referred to or you feel as if you are the other employee of significance, being in a relationship or relationships whereby the other individual was unfaithful That oftentimes creates this narrative or having a group of friends and in your heart of hearts, you know that you love them 
and you have a strong feeling towards them, they're your friends, but you know that that feeling, that thought process is not necessarily reciprocated. You got more love for them than they may have for you. All of the above kind of produces, creates this narrative, and then you enter into a relationship where you may end up being a step-parent And please believe me, this idea of being the other has the extreme potential to be multiplied many times over. Like this could potentially be a day in and day out battle. And as I've interviewed people, I've had many conversations concerning the blended family and other people's experience. But I know this very intimately in my own experience. And let me tell you that battling this thought process has made being a step parent and doing the blended family thing one of the more difficult things that I've ever had to do in my entire Life And it took me some time to come to a point of understanding as to why it was so difficult. But it's because I envisioned this family. My desire was to have a setting whereby love can be exchanged without hindrance. Like the picture that I had in my head was absent of outside influences that could negatively affect me or my family by producing something toxic within or subtracting some of the health present within our family. And a huge reason as to why this is kind of what I envisioned was because I experienced this growing up as far as the dysfunction and the lack of health. So as I pictured what was essentially a traditional family, I did not have in mind the significant number of challenges that may be present and operating within my family. And that's not to say that some of those things aren't currently functioning as far as health and love being reciprocated and us having great affection for one another. That is very much happening in this home, but I never imagined or prepared for being the other guy that my wife had a child with. I never prepped for being the other dad, the other man that's raising my children. And I have a house full of women, but I have four girls present that have three separate fathers. That's fairly insane. (laughs) So when I say that this has been a hard and very challenging thing for me, I mean to the core of my being. And more than anything else, I believe that being the other, the narrative challenges me in the area of my value. It puts in question how much I'm worth. It puts into question the significance of my efforts and whether I'm actually making a difference. And for me, this is especially challenging because I am not a fan of doing anything that I don't have to do. I do not like, I'm a little bit of a brat in this area, but I do not like feeling as if I'm being forced to do something. So the combination of having to fight this idea of being the other guy, which by the way, is being affirmed in my thoughts, my feelings, and my circumstance, my literal day-to-day life experience. And then my efforts aren't making a difference. I can't see a measurable change. I feel like I'm just putting time 
and energy into something that's not moving, it just causes me personally to want to throw in the towel. And although this experience triggers something different for almost all of us, I do believe that it hinges on our value and how we feel about ourselves, how we believe others feel about us. And during this episode, I want to identify a couple of things that really gave fuel to this narrative of being the other, as well as two ideas or tools that I've used and I continue to use to this day that helped me to fend off and combat this idea of being the other dude. And I definitely should have expected this first one. I, I admit how naive I was, but feeling as if I'm along for the ride. This was a bit of a slap in the face when I realized that this is kind of what was happening. And I'll definitely take credit for it because at this point in time before my wife and I got married, I got rid of all of the dysfunction present in my life. I wanted to come to a place of health and that meant eliminating 90% of my relationships as well as the habits or the things that I did that I considered fun or for myself at the time. So when our relationship started, I was essentially immersed into her world. And that was great at the start. But I know now that my identity was being closely associated with our relationship. Like I became the husband of Margot, and that was just like my title for some people. And then I just found myself subject to the thoughts, feelings and opinions of other people, including those within her family. And one thing I will say is that when you come into the situation as a step parent, when it comes to your partner, their close friends and their family, they know things that you do not. You are coming into that situation ignorant. I mean, think about it like all of those people witnessed over a significant period of time a relationship that your partner had with a totally different person and that person was likely friends and there's just like a level of intimacy and familiarity with the previous situation that you have no idea about. I remember a point where soon after my wife and I got married, my wife's ex, the other parent, he came around my sister-in-law's place and they were just talking up a storm. And then my brother-in-law and him were in the parking lot having a long conversation. And I'm just like, I have this jealous thing going on. I'm like, this is my territory. Like, this is my property. How is it possible that they have this intimate relationship? How is this connection so strong? I mean, I think I convinced myself that because there was so much dysfunction in the relationship between my wife and him, that everybody collectively was just going to be like, hey, it's all about Lene, but that's just not the case. They have their own relationships and there is still value within those relationships. And that was a tough pill to swallow for me. That's when it, it became real for me concerning the fact that people know things that I don't know. I am ignorant of much 
And this thought and feeling of being the other extends beyond just my wife and my stepdaughter. This is operating within my in-laws, within the close relationships and friendships. And no, not everybody was a fan or is a fan of the dude, but they're familiar. They've literally spent years in one another's presence. And unfortunately, this makes it more difficult for others to address me and identify my role in the context of being in a relationship with this woman and now being the stepfather of this little girl. Because despite dysfunction in the relationship that my wife had with her ex, she was still mom, he was dad, and that was that. But then you add me to the picture, and I start off as the other guy, this new guy at the beginning of our relationship, and that's all good, but we find ourselves on the other side of marriage, and I visibly saw people struggle, like when they spoke to my stepdaughter concerning me, like they would call me my first name, They'd refer to me as the other dad, and some of them just avoided it altogether. They formed a sentence (laughs) so that they could avoid making a mistake when it came to identifying me. And this struggle is far from their fault. There is no malice or intent to devalue me, but this adds fuel to that fire of fighting against the other and the narrative that it produces. These are the circumstances that stimulate that divisive conversation that takes place in our heads. It almost makes you look forward to having a doctor's appointment or something because you go to a doctor's appointment with that child, you are mom or you are dad. (laughs) I love that. Like you could escape the intimacy of your relationships, the familiar ones, go to a doctor's appointment. Even if you don't need to check up, go take your child. If you want to be referenced as a mom or dad, it's an effective way to be affirmed, get a little ego boost and proceed with your role. You're welcome. But along with feeling as if you're just along for the ride again, feeling like the eighth wheel or just immersed in your partner's life. There is the difficulty and the confusion that comes with finding your footing as a step parent or a prospective step parent. Things like navigating affection with the child, like how close is too close. What is appropriate? Can I do something as simple and innocent as giving them a hug or when will time spent alone with the child or children be appropriate? Or what does correction or discipline look like from my end? When is that going to happen? When am I going to have that right? If at all, what does contact with the other parent look like? Am I ever personally contacting them? Like what is the state of our relationship? Are we in the presence of one another? Can we even handle that or not? Like there are just so many components that challenge our foundation as step parents and keep us feeling as if we are constantly having to adjust and on unstable ground. And there's hardly a thing more difficult than to parent without feeling as if you are empowered to do so. Like these children 
they smell weakness. They smell blood in the water. And if you don't feel as if you have the right to parent, the right to correct or discipline, the right to make plans or call shots, these people are going to attack you every day. There are step parents falling victim to these children because even the kids recognize the fact that this individual is standing on unstable ground. So if the wind blows hard enough, this person's done. This guy is done. So what do they do? They open up the windows (laughs) and we're not even going to start with the other parent. If that person is unhealthy, immature, dysfunctional in their thought process, then if they see weakness or they see a lack of confidence that you have in your role, a lack of security, it can be a wrap. And they will likely be very clear about the fact that you are the other. Not even like the other parent, though. You are just the other person. You are a bystander and uh, somewhat of an extension of their ex that you're just an individual that's essentially tagging along. And I'm not exaggerating. This is the literal experience of some people like this is not just a pessimistic mindset. This is something that is being affirmed quite literally in their circumstances, in their day to day experience and the challenges that are coming along with. And these things can make it impossible to operate in accordance with your desire or as you and your partner have planned, let alone maintaining some level of value and security within yourself. And to some degree, I'm still experiencing this now. As I've mentioned before, I am raising my niece. My wife and I are her legal guardians. And despite our efforts to do everything that we can for her and give her all of the tools and the environment necessary for any young lady to grow happy, healthy, and functional. Her dad still has objections concerning some of the things that we're doing to effectively raise her. Like he's objecting from prison. It's absolutely mind-blowing. And the difficulty isn't as much In the relationship that I have with my brother, it's the fact that I still need to take his input because as her father, his opinion still has some value. However, we ultimately have to do what we believe is best. And there have already been a couple times where we're having a phone conversation that has a time limit. And I'm like, hey, Like, I appreciate and respect what you have to say, but we don't agree and we're going to move in this direction. And the moral, legal and practical challenge that remains present within this situation has challenged my footing. And it's enough to drive me to another bout with this narrative of being the other or operating within the life of my niece with unsurety, a lack of confidence without the empowerment necessary for me to do what I do effectively. And I believe that this is why being on the same page with your partner is not a preference. It's not a perk. It's not just important. It is an absolute necessity because operating on two separate wavelengths won't just add fuel to the narrative of being the other, but it will create division 
between you and your partner. And it's likely that that division will take place in the hearts of those kids. And they'll either reject one of you, likely the step parent or the both of you. So while there have been other challenges that have contributed toward this narrative, I believe that those two have been huge contributors as far as, again, feeling as if you're just along for the ride and then the difficulty of finding your footing and the confusion that that creates for the step parent. But I do believe that there is a way in which we can combat this narrative and I am living proof of it. The towel has not been thrown, my friends, and these tools are as important now as they have ever been. And the first one is knowing that my value isn't tied to anyone's opinion or my circumstance. Again, our value is oftentimes tied not just to what we believe about ourselves, but what we believe other people believe about us. So the value essentially that's being assigned, whether it's good or bad. So if it's good, we tend to be on cloud nine when we're told how awesome we are, when we are told about our stepchild asking for us after achieving something, the narrative of being the other is essentially non-existence. And we cling pretty tightly to that because it's a form of affirmation. It's evidence that our efforts are not just being recognized, but they're actually making a difference. But when we cling too tightly to that, when that changes literally the next day, because step parents, you are either familiar or you will grow familiar with the fact that things can be one thing one day and totally different the next we end up being defeated when things go in the opposite direction. Again, if we are criticized, even minimally, I've experienced it. My wife is a very honest person, so she can just be seemingly providing information and I can interpret it as criticism. And I, in my mind, may believe that my efforts been extreme. I've had to overcome all these obstacles to do this thing. It can be a very simple thing, but it was challenging. And therefore, I'm kind of celebrating within myself. And then I get this little piece of advice, this direction, this criticism. And oftentimes, especially early on in our relationship, it would just set me over. I'd either grow very frustrated or I just want to quit and I didn't want to talk to anybody. I did not want to proceed with my efforts and what's required of me considering my role. And all of the above happened because I allowed my value to be completely dictated by her opinion. And don't get me started on the little one when we'd pick her up from school and she'd run straight to her mom or she'd get super excited about going to her other dad or talking to him on the phone. And from what I understood, there wasn't that same level of excitement about me, about talking to me or connecting with me. And as ridiculous as it may seem, these very basic and harmless instances contributed to this idea that I was just an outsider. I am just the other but I had to take back my power concerning my value. Like no one can dictate that. No one has the right to do so, nor can they do it accurately. 
So we can't get too high when things are going really well. We can't get too low when we do get that criticism or a child makes a parent their disdain for you, despite the fact that you've done nothing but love and serve them. Like we can't get too caught up in these moments and allow them to determine our worth or else we will be emotionally all over the place. And lastly, what also helps me to combat this narrative of being the other is the fact that I hold tight to my purpose. This takes great intention because as a step parent, you can easily become lost within the duties, within your responsibilities, within the trying to keep it together and be strong and stable for your partner and the children. And in that process, you can lose yourself as well as the original intent, the purpose behind the relationship or the confidence that you had going into the relationship as you became a blended family, despite knowing that it was going to come with great obstacles. It's almost like going to the woods and expecting to walk straight through, make it to the other side and walk straight back. Just a straight line. That tends not to happen. People get lost all the time attempting to do so, but people bring a rope in order to recall where they've been or a long piece of string so that they can make their way back. In the same way as we hold tight to our purpose when we do get immersed, because it's going to happen when we do get challenged, we can tug on that rope and move in the direction of our purpose, our starting point, so that we can be rejuvenated, empowered, strengthened to engage this process with a full heart, knowing that we do make a difference, knowing that we are a vital component to this family and that health can be achieved. And for me personally, the opportunity to love these girls the right way is amazing. The fact that there are a couple of them that are not biologically mine and I get to show them consistency and what it means to choose to love somebody day in and day out absent of that biological obligation. It's an incredible thing. There is so much purpose in that. And that is oftentimes a direct reminder of God's love for me. It is not conditional. It is not dependent on my mistakes from yesterday. And it's not going to change based on my behaviors and my actions tomorrow. So to have the opportunity to express, however imperfectly, just a fragment of his love toward me, toward those little girls is a privilege. It's an honor and it's closely associated with my purpose. It's what allows for me to overcome this narrative, my feelings and even the reality of my circumstance. Yes, I am the other dude that my wife had a child with. Yes, I am the other dad. Yes, I am the other man of significance in my niece's life, but there's purpose in all of it. And I will choose that purpose day in and day out over the alternative. So again, your value isn't tied to anyone's opinion or your circumstance. And please hold on tight to that purpose, oftentimes for dear life, because there is something great that you're doing right now. 
and there is something greater ahead. You as a step parent are vital and as thankless as this job may be, I personally thank you. You're killing the game. Keep it up. Thanks for tuning in and please subscribe so you don't miss out on any of this blended goodness. It's going down again next Wednesday, but until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.